Hey guys, I'm Michelle Russo and I am back with a new series to promote my book that's coming out, my second book. This one is all about the crazy unsolicited advice that we get as um, new moms specifically during pregnancy though. That's when people just can't help but share their opinions. They want to show you and tell you every bit of advice that they have uh, and also comment on your looks, um, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you're eating. So I got so much unsolicited advice. Um, I'm now on my second pregnancy, but um, with my first pregnancy, I had a slew of it. So I started writing it down and I have put it into this book we are finally about to launch. So to offset that crazy advice, I thought I would bring in some advice worth taking from moms that I know and love the most. Today's guest is Kathy Shipley. Kathy and I go way, way back. She was my high school cheerleading coach. So I think I met Kathy when I was 16, and now I'm just turned 35. Hate to say that. But um, so, yeah, Kathy's on the show today, and she is here to talk about all the things she did right as a parent, because I can vouch for her daughter. She has one wonderful daughter. She's had a great relationship with her from as long as I've known her. And I wanted to pick her brain about how she did it. So here's today's episode with Kathy Shipley. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited for you to be here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Kathy and I go way back, way, mm -hmm. way back. Um, she was my high school cheerleading coach. Mm -hmm. And I think I was... What, 15, 16? Yes. And I just turned 35. Here we are. Here we are. She's been a second mother to me. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm already sweating because I'm so pregnant. <laughs> so don't mind me. I wanted to bring you in, though, because as my second mom, I have mm. reached out to you for so much advice, mm. and you have raised a wonderful daughter. Thank you. Uh I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because I know other only children, but kind of the only only child that doesn't suck. <laughs> so <laughs> how'd you do that? Lauren has always been, um, she's a very detail-oriented person. She's a, she wants, tends to be a perfectionist mm -hmm. and she has three children of her own. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Lauren and I <laughs> cheered together. Uh, she's, Lauren's a year younger than me. Lauren, yes, yeah, she is. Uh huh. And like I said, only child, but has it together, not selfish, mm -hmm. not bratty. And the only, I mean, most only children that we know are like kind of the worst. So yeah, she's, she's pretty amazing. She really is. She, like I said, she has three kids. She has um, soon to be six, soon to be four, and a year and a half year old. Mm -hmm. And she was and working for a while, though, still nursing. She, wow. yeah, pediatric oncology nurse. Um, she's home with her kids now. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing an amazing job. I, I really don't know how she does it. She's she has their their bedtime. She's very scheduled. Oh, is that their, what it is? Their bedtime, yes. Mean schedules. Yes, it's Mean <laughs> schedules are a no go. <laughs> she is at her her calendar, her list, her everything is. All, she's so organized, and she did not get that from me because You're I'm, organized? I'm more of. I am organized. I did a lot of fundraising, um, volunteering yeah. for about fourteen years, mm -hmm. but she. Um, she, she keeps she all together. Yeah, she is. Okay. She's very together. So we're going we're going like way back to the beginning. So Okay. When you were pregnant with Lauren, did anybody say anything crazy to you? Yes. They did? Um Wait, I don't even know this. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't know this. Yeah. Um we lived in the city. Mm -hmm. We were um 
oh my gosh, I was probably about six months pregnant. We lived in a two-family flat, mm-hmm. and I was hanging curtains in the living room, and I could the the flats were directly across from each other, and I was had my arms above my head hanging curtains. I could see my neighbor across the street running towards me frantically. And I heard my front door open and she ran up the steps because we lived on the top floor. And and I, I didn't know what was happening. And she barged in the door and she's like, put your arms down, put your arms down. Oh, I've heard this. And I'm this like, theory. what? what? And, then, <laughs> and she said, if you lift your arms when you're pregnant, the cord wraps You'll around the baby's, baby's neck. neck. I wrote about that in the book. And I was yeah. like, what? And and she said she's like you you have to call your doctor it's bad, <laughs> and I had never heard that. And of course, Lauren's my friend, you know. And so I thought, okay, well, what do I do? And and she was like in tears. Did you go she to the was doctor? That adamant. And she's like, you have to call your doctor. Oh my god. So I I did. I called the doctor, and the nurse <laughs> left. She's like, okay, the doctor's not with the patient, but you ha- he has to hear this from you. And so I told him, and um, and he just laughed so hard, and he said, you're fine. You're fine. I think that was like a uh, 1950s thing. Yeah. I have and he's some like, of I the didn't crazy... know it was still circulating. Oh, yeah. That's what he told me. Yeah. 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 Can't raise your arms over your head. All kinds of just mm-hmm. the weirdest stuff. It, yeah. And so I thought, okay, that's that's. Well, at least she was looking out. So you didn't get yeah. any insults necessarily. No. I'm. No. I can't just remember me. that. God gave them all to me <laughs> so that I could just write about it. So they're all just going to come out and people are gonna be like, I can't identify with that at all. So oh, oh, nothing no. resonates. It's just, um, well, I don't know if I'd consider it an insult, but um, the, the day I went into labor, just moving ahead a little bit, um, I was I had gained quite a bit of weight. How and, much? Um, My mom gained 88 pounds. So I gained 85. Oh, you did? <laughs> I didn't know you were that close. Just I did. It. I gained 85. I was never full, though. I was, I was always hungry. I know that feeling. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, one night I got up and made pork chops. You gained 85 pounds and nobody said anything about it? Well, yeah, towards the end, people did mention that maybe I should cut back, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, no. And in the day that I went into labor, Lauren was due September 11th. And mm-hmm. on Sunday, September 10th, I I really had a craving for White Castle. And my oh, husband, sheesh. Jim's like, yeah, no. He's like, you can't even get shoes on. And I said, but I got to <laughs> have it. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And we lived in the city. And so I drove to White Castle barefoot. Oh my and God! Went through the drive-through, you're barefoot and pregnant. Rolling yeah, the- <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah, went through the drive-through, got my White Castle fries and shake. Went into labor three hours later. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was told to stop. I just didn't. You just didn't. Yeah, I'm told by strangers this pregnancy, not as much when I was pregnant with my first, but this time around, I'm getting so many comments about how big I am. But. She's sticking straight out. So what are you going to do? So those comments just keep rolling in. So to offset it, we're, you know, that is all in the book and that is all yeah. <laughs> written down and documented. And it's just like my way of making it therapeutic. Yeah. Just getting it off my chest and laughing at it. Because there's got to be girls out there that are getting mean things said or things that would otherwise hurt my feelings if I weren't consciously trying to laugh through it. Yeah. So. And you have to. I have to. I have yeah. no other choice. I told you when I was buying a treats for your dog for that little present I put together. Yeah. That lady who said that I should make a cast of my belly and serve my trick-or-treating candy out of it because it was so big. <laughs> and she's like, you must be due next week. That's I said, nice. I'm, I'm only seven months. She's like, oh, my God. It must be a 12-pound baby. It's not. But Yeah, that makes you feel good. Thanks, lady. Thanks, yeah. lady. Yeah. So we're going to offset it with the good advice. So <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> 
White Castle drive through. Yeah. <laughs> if they hear this, maybe they'll send you a gift card. I think they're St. Louis people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's <laughs> just a little bit late. <laughs> okay, so we got through pretty much how to raise a child that an only child that doesn't suck or any child that doesn't suck. Yeah. We'll circle back to that. We talked about that when you first got here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any sort of like when when Joe and I first had the baby, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was like for our marriage because we were two ships in the night just mm-hmm. passing each other. Did you do anything to prioritize your marriage or were you dumbstruck like I was like not expecting that? No, I was completely dumbstruck because Jim and I's first date was New Year's Eve and then um we got engaged that same year, August. Mm-hmm. We got married that same year, December 2nd. Oh, my gosh. We got pregnant that same year around Christmas. So our one-year anniversary of meeting, we were married and pregnant. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so, and everybody's like, well, it's never going to work. You guys didn't date long enough. You mm-hmm. didn't, you know, and here we are 35 years later. But um, but that, see, that happened, too, because we got married and pregnant so fast afterwards when we told people we were pregnant you could see him kind of counting like, Let's see, how far are, you know oh yeah like were yeah. you pregnant before you got married and all about you know so we got that yeah but then then nine months later lauren was here and you know there's there's just you don't know what to do yeah and i had a c-section and back then they kept you in the hospital for a full week that's what my mom said yeah Okay. So I was in the hospital for a full week and then came home and Lauren cried the entire night that first night. And so did I. <laughs> <laughs> I had a C-section with Joey too and it was horrific. And I, I'm i scheduled for one this go round too. But yeah, the recovery of that is no joke. Yeah. But the timing of everything, just the constant feedings and mm-hmm. oh, if you breastfeed, like that whole, that's just a whole song and dance of its own. Yeah. We were on different shifts and it was just that took some getting used to mm-hmm. so that's getting ready to and come again yeah they they actually um a lot of doctors encouraged you to not breastfeed really yeah when i have an entire chapter learned, on breastfeeding and all the people's pressure of it now yeah it's it's very different now because really? when i was in the hospital they literally came into my room and said you need to take this pill so it dries up your mouth really yeah and so i did huh. and you know you have a C-section. I have a, a IV with a, you know, morphine drip and they're giving me medication and I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. And, you know, so, and then it was like weeks later, I'm thinking, what did I do? And why did I do that? Yeah. But it's advice that wasn't good. Uh, well, okay. So did you know what to expect going into having Lauren? No. Um, the C-section ended up being an emergency. So, because I was in labor for 21 and a half hours. Once you got out of White Castle drive through Once I got out of White <laughs> Castle drive through yeah. You were in well, labor for 21 hours? Because 21 hours, yeah. Well, I woke up three hours. I told Jimmy after I ate the White Castle, I'm like, I, I don't feel real well. I'm going to lay down. And then I woke up three hours later. I'm like, man, my stomach's really cramping. I probably shouldn't have eaten that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then when, you know, you get to the hospital, they, they're like, what have you had to eat in the past 24 hours? You don't want to know, buddy. That's what I said. I'm, and the nurse like, oh, can't wait to tell your doctor this one. And, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it was. You didn't know what to do. How did you end up doing it so well? You just figured it out? Like, who did you turn to for advice? For? Any of it. Any of it. Um, Once you got home, when you've got a screaming baby, you're past your 21 hours in labor, so you're exhausted and a C-section recovery. It, my mom. I I called my mom Um, the first night Lauren cried the entire night. The very first thing my mom said was, 
did you feed her? And my answer was, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know. I'm so tired. And you know, it was, it was exhausting. Yeah. And so then I felt like a terrible mom. I'm thinking, how can anyone, cause I, I literally could not remember. And I, I think they gave I you so just, much stuff that, well, I was so overly tired. Yeah. I think I had been up for 48 hours straight mm-hmm. and It'll make you nuts. No one talks yeah. about that. It will. The sleep deprivation will make you nuts. Yeah. And it was just, and she's, it was a Monday morning because I got home on a Friday and I hadn't slept at all. And I told my mom, I can't go to work. You got to come here and help me. You have to come here and help me. And she's like, I have to go to work. I'm like, no, you don't. You have to come here. <laughs> yeah. And so she did. And she came over and held Lauren. And as soon as she, gave, and I was, I'm still crying. Lauren's yeah. still crying. And so then we gave Lauren a bottle and then both of us calmed down, but yeah. you know, my mom did, she did, she sat there and she talked to me and she's like, it'll be okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. All don't you think that's do. what every mom needs is someone to just be like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's be- going to, I don't think there's anything. It's also glamorized now. Like just so lucky. And this is, you know, everybody's taking their pictures in the hospital and they're in like full glam and stuff. I didn't look like that. No, I didn't look like that when I got home. I looked like a homeless person. <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked that. like I no Joe tell you. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. But I thought that it's, would be the the what people needed to hear. Like you just need someone to be like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Eventually and, and, stop crying. Yeah. And and I think that if we turn to our our intuitive selves, we we know so much more than we think we do. And and I truly believe that we have everything within us that we do need. That Sometimes there's so much coming at us that we don't hear that inner voice, and mm-hmm. we need that inner voice. You brought and it up, so intuitive. So Kathy is actually she's a little not a little she's a lot psychic, <laughs> <laughs> and knows uh, everything well ahead of time. I, I so, wouldn't say everything. Uh, you know a lot of things. You know a lot of things. <laughs> Just recently, what? Well, let's see. March, I guess, you text me and said, are you pregnant? I said, I don't know. Am I? I don't think so. And you're like, you are. It's the girl. I said, no, I don't think. I really don't think I am. He said, all right. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. And what do you know? You know. Yeah. And it is a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you knew with Joey, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. So you have the intuitive nudge to, like, For some things. To, for some things, but probably not for yourself when you haven't slept for 48 hours and she's screaming. Yeah. And and it's and you know you're responsible for that new life and you want to make sure everything's perfect but but there is no perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's just not. No. And and I think that once we realize that as well that you know what no matter how hard I try no matter how much I do it's not going to be perfect but it's going to be right for me and it's yeah. going to be right for my daughter or your daughter and your son, you mm-hmm. know. It's different for everyone. Well, how long did the newborn phase take you to get through to where you kind of got your rhythm? Felt like yourself um, again. I I think it was a while because yes, we didn't right. have monitors and stuff like that. You so didn't have I monitors. was really, you know, I was constantly checking on her and yeah. Jim would be like, Leave her alone, let her sleep and and I'd be like, I just have to make sure she's okay. I know, and I hate the the first four months for me are just brutal. Just like Yeah, it, it's it's rough. so scary. It is. And Lauren had this thing where she was up at 4 a.m. every morning, no matter what. I don't care if I put her to bed at 5 mm-hmm. or 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, didn't matter. Yeah. She was up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and the first like time, yeah, I think she was like six, no, probably more than that, maybe eight or nine months old. And it was a Saturday morning. And I mm-hmm. woke up and it was 8 a.m. 
And I thought, oh, my God, I feel so good. I slept. And, and then like, I realized. She's dead. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, and my God. <laughs> Jim's like, I don't think your feet touched the ground. I think he went I, from the yeah. bed to the hall. I've had that. And she's just laying in her crib, just playing with a little mobile. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> that life is going to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, but I really kind of think that was a turning point for me. I really do. That moment? I think that moment because I think I was so hyped up and trying to make sure everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know what? It's it's just not going to be. It's going to be how it's going to be. That's true. And, you know. That's true. So, okay. So your mom was who you went for for the most advice? For the most advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you... Um, you didn't have a lot of the mom groups and stuff. You certainly didn't have these mom Facebook groups with all the no. trolls that tell you that you can't do this and that's not a safe sleep thing. And Yeah. No, and I'm glad we didn't have Facebook. Yeah. I'm glad right. we didn't have social media then. It's just, it probably is helpful in some ways, but. Maybe sometimes. Yeah. So outside of newborn phase, what was the hardest age to parent? Or was it newborn phase? Um, no. Was it high school? <laughs> I no. I really think it was more grade school because really? there's um high school can be very clicky. Mm-hmm. Um, but grade school can as well. And I think that those formative years can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um girls are mean. Girls are mean. They're just mean. Yeah. And I think it's worse now. Yeah. And it's it, it it's it's hard to balance that. It's hard to um you want to do everything for your child. You know, I don't care if you have one or you have 10, you, you're going to feel their pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's you, you want it to be perfect. You want to make sure everything's right for them. And you have to learn then as well that it's going to be how it's going to be. You yeah. can't be there every second. And they <laughs> have to learn their own lessons. And I think that's the hardest part of parenting Yeah, is watching them. Even... Lauren at 34 and with three kids. If if she's hurting, I'm hurting. My you mom know? says the same thing. She'll yeah. cry if I cry. She's like, when you're mom, you'll understand. Now yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just the way it is. You know, if she's upset, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know that something's bothering her or something's going on with one of the kids and she's a, I am too, you know, but I I will be strong for her because I know she needs that. Mm-hmm. And I can do that for her. So are you more of a discipline uh heavy person growing up or was it Jim your husband um you Both. know to be really honest Lauren was not hard a hard child to raise as far as discipline we never gave her a curfew or anything and she was always home she did would she always do habitat us, for humanity and she, spring break <laughs> she, she, she did I mean, we, we just never gave her curfews or anything she, she would just, call us and let us know you know I'll be home at midnight or mm-hmm. you know um, she's just a good kid. She was just a good kid. Is We're that really how, blessed. But what is it though that makes it? How do I get to that? Are they are kids I, who they are, or is there it, how they're brought up and the atmosphere that you're setting up? Is it all the family dinners? Is it the way you communicate? Or kids you know, just I who think they are? for for us, it was more of Jim and I were never the parents of. Um, probably get a lot of backlash for this but when she was in grade school but we were never the parents that were like you can't watch friends you know and there were a lot of parents that were like no you can't watch it it's it's a sexual show friends friends could you imagine what those parents are saying about what's out there now i know i know and but what we noticed is that the parents that didn't let their kids watch those things as soon as they got to our house the first thing they wanted to do was watch it yeah and we would let her do those things but we would tell her this isn't real 
you know, this is TV, mm -hmm. you know, you really don't go out and see how many people you can sleep with and date and all those kinds of things. You know, it's TV. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we would, we'd educate her instead of hiding things from her. Mm -hmm. and, and I just think that for us that worked, you know, and we had a lot of faith and trust in her. And, and we told her that, you know, we trust you to do this. We trust you. We gave her a credit card at 16, you know, and we said, we, you know, Jim would say, okay, we want you to put everything on this card to build your credit. And then we'll go over your statement at the end of the month and see what you bought Bold. and how it's going to be paid. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's and but by the time she was, you know, out of college, she had amazing credit, you mm -hmm. know, and I think that's important. Yeah. And it also taught responsibility. You know, she'd be at Steak and Shake with her friends at 16 or 17 charging her burger and fries. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. But it's part of growing up and learning. And sometimes you have to take that le leap of faith. Yeah. You know, so what happens when she makes a mistake? You let them. Well, it's her mistake. She has to learn from it. Yeah. You know, I mean. Did you do a lot of tough love? Um, I, I don't really remember grounding her a lot. Yeah. Now, if she watches this, she might be like, yeah, you did. Yeah, but she's going to have, she's going <laughs> to, she'll send some text with like, actually. Yeah, I don't. It was like this. You know, I don't remember. Um, I think part of it for me is I had three miscarriages before I had Lauren. I didn't know that. And wait a second. Okay. Cause, and you still move that fast. So, with... Yeah. And so it's, I, I was so ready to be a parent, you uh -huh. know, but it was so scary to be a parent. Yeah. And so it was kind of one of those things where, um, I, I don't know. I really believe that it's a lot of it has to do with your relationship with your child. I heard a lot of, you can't be friends with your children. I, was and gonna I ask you so that. disagree with that. I was going to ask you that if you were her friend or were yes. you always her friend. And, and I feel like, I feel like Lauren and I are best friends, you know, yeah. we can, but I'm still her mom mm -hmm. and she knows that. Yeah. And, you know, so, but I, I just firmly disagree with the, the whole, you know, I, I'm not my child's friend. I'm their parents. And I'm thinking, well, that's really sad for you mm -hmm. and for your child. Because mm -hmm. when you're friends, you can talk about anything. And if you're willing to be that friend and hear what they have to say and not jump down their throat for it, because we're all who we are. Yeah. And just because they're your child doesn't mean that they're, they should fit in some child mold, mm -hmm. you know? They're their own person, just like we're our own person. I said that to Joe when we got pregnant with Joey. I said, I hope I can just stay out of his way mm -hmm. to let him be who he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out of the way. Mm -hmm. I'll guide you. But like, you know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. You don't need me telling you what you need to grow up and be. No. It's like, it, and a, a quick story about that is um, in my 20s, I had a thyroid issue and I had a doctor who had eight kids, seven of them went on to be doctors and lawyers. One lived in the mountains making jewelry. And he used <laughs> One to say was to really me, happy. <laughs> and he used to say to me, what am I going to do about that? And I'm like, do about what? And he's like, what? He lives in the mountains making jewelry. That's no life. And I'm like, well, that's his life. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. And he's like, but that's not right. I'm like, no, it's right for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really, that kind of taught me a lot too, because I remember hearing things like that. And I thought, you know, and I grew up, I have an, an only child, but I'm one of four. And so I can remember growing up and hearing, you know, why can't you be more like your older sister? Like teachers would say that to me. Teachers would say that. And I'm thinking, well, because I'm not my older sister. Yeah. I'm who I am. 
And I think that that's an important thing for parents is to know that each of their kids are different and Love none me. of them should follow the other's footsteps. They should be who they want to be. Yeah. You know, but you have to allow them to do that. Well, that's probably half the reason for the chaos people are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> experiencing. I think people hold on to that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. A really long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's half the battle too. See, I'm t- I should be taking notes, but luckily this is recorded. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to. So did you... Did you push anything that made her more structured or she just was naturally structured? Because some parents are so, we, we probably know a lot of the same ones mm-hmm. um, from the high school that Lauren and I went to. You know the parents that are stepping in to be like, you're going to do this, this, and this, yeah. this way. You're playing mm-hmm. this sport. I mm-hmm. live through you. Right. You have to get these grades. Do you have to do any of that? No. We let Lauren, you know, she she played soccer in... I think it was kindergarten or first grade, hated it and said, fine, don't do it. Yeah. You know, um, she played softball, I think, in the third or fourth grade, didn't like it, don't do it. Loved cheerleading. Mm-hmm. She excelled there. Yeah. And, you know, okay, do that. You know, follow follow what feels good to you, you know. And, I, again, I just, I think it's important to support them and what they want to do, but to mm-hmm. also guide them. If you, if they look like they're straying, you got to, you got to pull them back. Yeah. You know, you can't let them too far off track. But do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out that line. It's like, <laughs> especially now, because I'm going into like the terrible twos with Joey, as everyone says, like, get ready for this time. They're going to be testing you on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I want him to. Yeah. I don't want him to be someone that just doesn't find out how things how things work. Yeah, you can he, run across, you know, the couch game. You witnessed him playing the couch game. It's yeah. a terrible game. It's a ter- Sprinting across the couch. He's I going to learn about the couch game. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible game letting a two-year-old yeah. crawl up and just take off try running. to keep up he's gonna fall off that couch yeah but well you have a very huge sectional so yeah he's gonna fall it's off a long couch. way to go yeah but outside of the couch game all throughout his life he's gonna be testing me and testing his dad and seeing where the line is mm-hmm. i don't exactly know where the the line is with discipline and what the best option is i don't know mm-hmm. i think for me it's okay, I can't do this anymore, so we're going to have to find something different. Yeah. And there's a, a line of exhaustion for mom. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I think that that's... Um, I think I might be right there at that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think it's going to get worse. Yeah. I, that's think where, that... I think that that's where that, that line is. Okay. Is um, it, And again, it's instinct. You know, it's like, okay, I let him go this far, mm-hmm. but I know if I let him go further that that's probably not going to work out. So what do you do if you see someone my age now? Because you've already gone through it and you really don't know. Well, okay. People's kids are walking scoreboards. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that when they're spitting out all this advice. Because I'm like, lady, I've seen your work. I'm not not listening to a damn thing you have to say. But if I were someone that's like on the other side of it, my kids are grown and obviously like they've turned out to be great people. Mm -hmm. They're doing great things. And I see somebody doing something that I'm like, mm, mm, mm. do you say anything? About somebody it? else's kid? Yeah. No, doesn't mean I don't want to. Yeah, really? <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes I'll, um, the only time I probably have really gotten close to saying something is if I've seen somebody, I'm very against smacking kids. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. If I saw I'm, that. I, we never did that. That was something we never did. We never hit Lauren. Mm-hmm. And there are um, 
there was a friend of mine who firmly believes in in spanking and smacking. That's she's like that's how they learn. And I'm like, no, there's there's many other ways to learn. I think you teach through love. I don't yeah. think you can teach through hurting someone. And okay. I think that's what spanking and smacking when it hurts and it stings, that's what they remember. And if you're going to if you're going to smack them, it's going to be scary. It's going to be fearful. Yeah. It's going to be all kinds of things. It's going to hurt. But I don't really see the love there. Yeah. You know, and I think love teaches so much more. Okay. You know, that's my opinion. We're not, <laughs> we haven't even considered any of that stuff yet. So that, that's something else. Uh, yeah. That is mm -hmm. how a lot of people go for it. Mm -hmm. But I'm surprised. Okay. Maybe it's just my mom because I've seen her and I'll be like, mom, don't say anything. And she's like, that baby needs a coat. It is too cold. Yeah. To Where's that baby's blanket? You need to get that. Yeah. That baby needs socks. Yeah. Not yeah. even just to me. She'll say it to a stranger and it's just like, okay. <laughs> I, I, good Mind your business. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's not minding her business. No, I say go, Teresa. Yeah. She just goes with it. Yeah. She doesn't care. She'll, she'll give me advice too, but obviously I'm happy to take her advice. I'll get her on here at some point. Mm -hmm. Eventually. We'll see. That will be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. Yeah. No, I should have both of you come on together. It'd be Oh, that would be hilarious. Well, we would talk the whole time. I don't know how much you'd get in. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be the one talking. I'm just listening. I'm just listening for the the best possible advice. Because mm -hmm. is there anything that you see from our age group that you're like, oh, gosh, you guys are doing it wrong with this? Um, I think what I see a lot is exhausted kids. I think that parents mm, yeah. have a, their kids in so many activities that, you know, they're, they're just, they're exhausted and there, there's so much going on. Sometimes I think that parents think that they have to get everything in. I feel that way. Yeah. And, and you don't have to get everything in because if you, if you took Joey to five different places this week and exhausted that child, yeah. he's probably not going to remember that anyway. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it because there are experiences, but maybe not five or maybe I not know, every week. I know. There is so much pressure now to yeah. be like, okay, we can't do screen. Let's not do this much screen time. So we're going to go. There's mm -hmm. there's library things. There's playgroups. There's this. There's that. There's mm -hmm. music classes. Oh, my God. We have to. And like preschool. Did you sign up for that five years in advance? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I do. No, yeah. should I? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Did you have all that? When you're it, no, we had um. Now I I did. Lauren and I played a lot. We did a lot of Barbies and a lot of you know, um, she had her little kitchen. We did a lot of playing and stuff like that. Um, and when she was in grade school, I had, I even made her do workbooks over the summer. And oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. you know, you can't. I know I was that mom. I'm like, you can't just stop school and then start up again in August. But I didn't make her do them every day. But yeah. I would, you know, a couple times a week have her sit down and just kind of do a little refresher on a couple of things. And, you know, she still talks about that. <laughs> but I will tell you that um, not that long ago, a few weeks ago, I was over at her house and she's doing that with her kids and they're in school. But her, I mean, I probably, every grandma would say this, but her kids are very bright and yeah. they, and, but she keeps up on it, you know, and she has a lot of, Lauren does a lot of research, a lot of, um, investigative, I don't know, whatever for toys and what yeah. learning toys and what's the best toys and, you know, how they can get their minds working and things like that, which I think is super important. You know, we had parents as teachers. They have that. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, heard of that when she was little we we did do that with her um see i like someone told me about that right away and i was like oh yeah 
let me see their kids first before I decide if they're coming over to teach me what I'm doing. But that's just me, I guess. <laughs> they just came over and they, they read to her. And I don't know what they do now, but they just yeah. read her books, kind of got her got her used to somebody different in the house, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it, it it was beneficial. I feel like it was beneficial. And you and just figured all this out. You just like came to it on your own? Um. I, I don't know where I heard about the parents as teachers, to be honest. Oh, I we're just all going to figure this out? It's like, <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, I did a lot of, I worked for the first, I was home for, um, let's see, she was born September 11th. I went to work right around Thanksgiving and I quit in January because too much, like, I think I worked for like eight weeks and I thought, I'm not doing this. I'm, really? I'm going to stay home and raise my daughter and do it the way I want to do it. Did you get any kickback? And from that, any what? Any kickback? Anybody saying I anything? did. did I you? did from so many people. I got a chapter on that too. Oh my gosh. You know, that's the wrong thing to do. She needs to be in daycare. She needs this, especially with her being only child, you know. Oh no, I've gotten that with the socialization. They have to be socialized yeah. and God forbid if they're not. And then mm-hmm. if you send them to daycare, well, if daycare kids are going to get sick, you know, they get, they catch everything. Yeah. And they don't take care of them. Like, okay, well, <laughs> it's if he's at home with me, he's not socialized, and then I'm behind. Daycare, and he's always sick. Yeah, it's a catch twenty two. It is. So you had that pressure, and then people having something to say about not working. Yeah, yeah. People were telling me, you know, you got to get her out. You got to go back to work. You got to do this. You got to do. And I'm thinking, okay, everybody, just stop, shut up, and breathe. Yeah. You know, I'll figure it out. Would if you do it different? Work. Yeah. Well, the only thing I would do different is I wouldn't have went back to work. At you all. Know? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just would have stayed home because I just feel, for me, that was most important. Yeah. You know, because I was going to get one shot at this uh-huh. and I was either going to do it myself or somebody else was going to do it for, you know, eight or 10 hours a day. Yeah. And I wasn't willing to give that up. How much like family time, family tradition stuff did you have? Did you have Sunday dinners with extended family? Was there anything else that was... We did. We had, um, we would go to my mom's. Uh-huh. We'd go to um, Jim's parents. We always did Thanksgivings together, um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, we did that every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I got to tie that stuff in too. Yeah. I'm trying to find the perfect picture here of like, okay, what all am I, what am I doing? What all builds? Because it, it, you're, you're building this character mm-hmm. that this person, that this little person's going to have. Yeah. And it takes a village. It does. It does take a damn village. Mm-hmm. So it's re. I mean, you have to rely on all those those family values because this is a weird time to raise kids. I. It's a hard time. I think this is the weirdest. I think this is going to take everything we've got. Yeah, I, I would say this is the hardest time. I I think it's much harder than when Lauren was was little. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, thirty four years ago. Yeah. We well, we didn't have social media. We didn't. You know, we didn't even have a VCR. <laughs> you like, didn't have to worry about anything you know we then we we got one and we thought it was the coolest thing ever yeah and you know um but but that was something else that we did you know we decided okay we're gonna get a vcr and we're gonna get you know so she can watch i think robin hood from disney was her first movie and but you do you kind of have to really pick and choose different things of you know how you are going to shape this this this, this child person. yeah yeah and what's best for them I know. You know. How are we supposed um, to know? What would you do if you were in this generation raising now? Um, I will say that, that media. <laughs> um, I, I think it was it called AOL yeah. or something. Okay. I still have my old AOL. Okay. So. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> so we didn't let Lauren have 
um, a username or be able to use it till she was 13. Oh, you're talking about the AIM, the messenger thing? Yeah, yeah. Have? yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. AOL so, Instant Messenger. So we we did not let Lauren do that until she was 13. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, my God, that's let them get on. And But Jim, my husband, who's in technology, said, no, that's not going to happen. And, you know, and there was an understanding that when she was on the computer that we could walk in anytime we wanted. And if we wanted to look at the computer or just get a glance of what you're talking about or whatever, we could do that. Mm -hmm. But we didn't, she didn't spend all day and evening on it. I think kids do yeah. that on their phones now because we oh, didn't God, have yeah. those phones, you know. How old was she when she got a phone? She was actually in grade school. And the reason why we got her a phone that was my my doing, yeah. I really, really pushed for that was really for safety. Yeah, I got it. Because grade, if she but... was, yeah, if she was going to someone's home, um, I wanted her to be able to call me if she needed to yeah. and not have to find a phone. And so I don't know if her friends knew that she had one, but, but it was had. more of a safety thing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I, I haven't gone that far, but I am seeing kids like younger and younger. Mm-hmm. Seven-year-olds with phones. I'm like, oh, well, times are times well, are already the phones so different. Were different too. They weren't. They weren't what they are now. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. So would you let it, would you let them have a social media? Um. Now, mm -hmm. um, probably not. Probably not. Not probably not this early because I don't know that they're capable. That they're yeah. ready. That they're I know. mentally ready for something like that. Yeah. You know. All right. Because I think there's growth all around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's so much that they can see and be exposed to. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it could be more damaging do you? than helpful to be on social media at a very young age. I do. Mm -hmm. So if you're raising a baby, two babies, yeah. <laughs> in my case, right now, what would you, where would you start? Like, what would be the main thing that you're like, I have to expose them to this? I'm going to have this much family is it family time is it i'm going to always be the person that they can go to for advice and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge them i'm gonna let i'm gonna let them have a place to speak a safe space i, I think i would spend my the majority of my time building that relationship of of trust mm -hmm. and letting them know that i'm always there for them mm -hmm. and that there are people outside of me that that you know family friends and things like that but that i'm always the one that that my child can come to yeah in a safe space yeah. Well, even mm -hmm. that for many people, definitely yeah. for me throughout the years. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for sticking around for all these years and even agreeing to come and do this. Oh, no, it's been an honor. Thank you. So um, I used to cheer for the Rams, too. And I, when I was trying out, Kathy was my high school cheerleading coach. And I said, I'm never going to make this because I had tried out once and, and not made it. Mm -hmm. um, I said, I'm never going to make this. And we went back to our high school. We were practicing in the little... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a gym, but you could, you could barely call it a dance studio, but sure, we'll call it a dance studio. Yeah. And I'd be practicing these turns and fall to the ground, fall to the ground. I said, I'm never going to make this. You're like, stop. I'm your coach. I'll tell you when you're good enough. We're good enough. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So it was a combination of trust, tough love, get up, keep going, mm -hmm. keep doing it. I can see it in you. Uh, and now, and now here we are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're still, and you're, and you're still behind me on things that I'm doing, so. But I think that's a really important point, too, really quick, is a lot of times you can see the potential. And I think sometimes the kids can't. Yeah. And when you see it, go after it, mm -hmm. you know, 
Tell them it's because, there. Yeah. Let them know it's there. Mm-hmm. Like you can do whatever you want. I tell my grandkids that all the time. You can do and be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are no limits. You know, if, if you see it, you can do it. Yeah. They're not hearing that as much anymore. So mm-hmm. we'll end on that. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to hear. That's what they need to <laughs> That's hear. That's what they need to hear when they get older. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for coming out. And thanks, everyone, for watching. We're going to have episodes dropping um, probably pretty quickly because I will be out of commission pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get a lot out there interviewing moms and um, reading these kinds of stories. So more to come.